Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of GEICO for a long time. And in five, four, three, two, one, I'm out. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. This program brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way, the all-new GT four-door coupe, because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you miss any of our interviews from the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, Mercedes AMG. Driving performance. Say good morning to our radio and TV partners. Are we going to stay with the poll question from the first two hours? No, I want to actually go to should a quarterback go all out to tackle a defender after an interception? I strongly feel no. I'm with you that you should Peyton Manning it and never do that because Ryan Tannehill risked life and limb to save a pick six yesterday. If it's a playoff game, okay. If it's a playoff game, but not a regular season game. Because I've seen this where, and I know that we point out a quarterback where, you know, Peyton Manning would look as athletic as me running down the field trying to make a tackle. And I was like, no, his job is not to make the tackle. His job is to maybe get in the way of the ball carrier, maybe change his directions where one of your teammates who's paid to do something like this can stop him. But no, no, I don't need you out there leveling somebody. Yeah, Paul. See, I think this is an exception with the Ryan Tannehill. It was, it was somewhat of a close game. Mm-hmm. You don't want to pick six. You don't want to return. He's not entrenched there yet, and this is a that's a statement tackle. Big statement tackle. Do you guys want to give your best and worst of the weekend, then we'll uh, hear from Kirk D. Cousins. Paulie? Uh, FCS playoff stand, Illinois State Redbirds running back James Robinson, 37 carries, 210 yards. He carries that team, two touchdowns over Central Arkansas. And the Montana Grizzlies put up 73 on Southeast Louisiana. Dalton Sneed, the quarterback, 459 and five touchdowns. Samori Ture, the wide receiver, 12 catches, 303 yards, three touchdowns. Seton, you want to give best and worst? Uh, my best of the weekend is Brian Reynolds, who's a just living, breathing superhero, solved the Peloton mystery and found that girl. And not only that, but put her in an awesome commercial for his gin company. That's really hilarious. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. Um, but Dan, is that funny? It is great. Yeah, that dude's hilarious. Yeah. He's pretty great. Yes, he is. Uh, my worst of the weekend is the Golden Globes just clearly lost its mind because not only did it nominate the Irishman for just about everything under the sun, it almost completely snubbed Game of Thrones in its final season. How do you possibly do that? All right. Well, yes, McLeod. As a thronist, I didn't love this final season. We all kind of hated it, right? Yeah, but it's like a career achievement, lifetime achievement kind of thing. It's like a monstrous series. Let's bring in uh, Kirk Cousins of my Minnesota Vikings. Beat the Lions yesterday, still undefeated at home. They're at the Chargers coming up next weekend. Uh, Kirk, uh, good to have you back. 
I, we were just talking about quarterbacks making a tackle, trying to make a tackle on an interception. What is your policy? I know you've only thrown four, inter- four interceptions this year. What's your policy on that? Man, I think uh, first thing you have to, uh, the second it's interception, you got to take off and run and show that you're trying to cover. You can't uh, not give effort. And then basically – I just try to turn it back inside. So if they're going down the sideline, I try to get to the sideline to bring them back to everybody else on the team. Uh, this year we had a fumble, and uh, we had a guy returning it, and one of the big Eagles defensive linemen was lead blocking for him, and I was I was his target. And uh, right when he got to me, I turned my back to him, so he'd have to block me in the back if he hit me. Because <laughs> he, he knew I was running away from him. So, uh it was literally like a bully on the school playground, and I, I knew better than to get, get whacked by him. Okay, but if it was a playoff game, is it different? Well, I probably, I mean, if I've got a 300-pound nose tackle sprinting at me full speed, I'd probably go for his shins and uh, try to knife him and hope that I can create a car pile up. But uh, uh, my odds there aren't very good, but I'll, I'll do everything I have to within reason. Now, I know you got two little ones. Uh, I think you got a two-year-old, and then uh, your youngest was yeah. born in March. But didn't you have a minivan? Pri- like, you were practicing <laughs> with the minivan prior to needing the minivan. Do you still have the minivan? Yeah, we got it. You know, minivan is probably an insult to what it really is. It's a conversion van. It's like a, a mini home on wheels. Uh, you know, the back seat bench folds down flat into a, uh, into a bed. Uh, you know, it's got the the uh, the lights that run through the ceiling, so uh, it's it's a fun little deal. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of an old soul, so uh, before being a dad, I was kind of a kind of acted like one, and uh, so I guess I'm 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 in my natural fit now, being a dad of two boys. <laughs> but you bought, didn't you buy the van off your grandmother? Yep, you got it right. Yeah, my grandma, uh, she didn't have use for it anymore after my grandpa passed away. So I was like, I'll take it off your hands. You know, we just tailgating and things like that. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's a 20-year-old van now. But uh, uh, back in 2000, it was it was, uh, it was the top of the line. <laughs> of course. Uh, nine and four this year, second in the NFC North. You've thrown 24 touchdowns, four interceptions. Do you think you'll ever satisfy your critics? And probably not. Uh, uh, I think winning a Super Bowl, you know, certainly can, uh, at the end of the day, people can still criticize you, but you kind of have the last laugh with a ring. So that's really what we're all chasing. And, um, you know, that's all that really matters in this league and what you're measured by. So, you know, hopefully, you know, you keep winning and, uh, and, and you know, stack up wins that, that hopefully helps. But at the end of the day, I think we've all got our critics and they're not going anywhere. And that's okay. I think, honestly, I play better when, uh, when people are criticizing me and, and I think I kind of, you know, come out and, uh, and, and just have something to chase. And, and, and I think it helps the way I play. But do you take it home and like, do you talk to your wife about it? Because you, you know, there were times yeah. when, you know, the critics were pretty tough on you. Yeah. And, and they will be again, you know, it's, it's pretty fickle, you know, week to week, year to year. But, um, you know, I, I do try to stay ignorant. I just don't think it helps to go looking for it. I think it'll, you know, keep you from sleeping well at night and, and whatnot. So for my own sanity, I try to stay insulated from it and just be ignorant to it. Um, but, you know, inevitably you're going to find out something through the media. You know, you, you're obligated to talk to the media two, three times a week. So they they usually try to remind you of things before, uh, before you can stay out of it. But, uh you know, all things considered, I think there are some things I never hear about, and, and it honestly helps. But uh, when I do, I try to, you know, use it as fuel, if you will, and, and you know, hopefully play better as a result. 
what changed this team winning seven of its last nine games? You know, hard to say. I think, uh, you know, we, had, we our offensive coordinator, offensive system changed in the off season, and I think there's always some growing pains with that early in the year. And I think through the first four games, we were two and two, and we were kind of feeling our way through what this offense was going to look like. And I think it kind of clicked. I think we started to get a feel for, you know, how we're going to run the football, how we're going to throw the football, who we're going to lean on from a personnel standpoint. And, um, and then once we got that feel, I think offensively we've been much stronger. Um, so, you know, two and two uh, is not the end of the world, but at the time it felt like it. And then, uh, you know, we've been able to string something together here and, and uh, you know, put ourselves in a position now where these last three games will will really write the story. When's the, we're talking to Kirk Cousins, the Vikings quarterback. When's the last time you were watching from the sidelines or even watching on TV a quarterback and you go, I don't know how he does that or that's not that's something I, I, I don't think I could do? Yeah, you know, I, there's different styles of play. And so when I watch Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, I say that's not the way that I play the game. And uh, and it works, and it's really good, and it's, you know, it's just it's just not the way I, I can or, or do play the position. Um, and yet I watch other guys and say, all right, I'm going to try to emulate that because that's going to fit more when I'm at my best how it should look. So, um you know, there are plenty of guys who you look at and you say, that's just not that's just not in my repertoire. But you also realize there, there are different ways to get it done, you know? Well, it's like when you play golf with somebody and they hit the ball 50 yards further than you. It still counts how many strokes to get in the cup. So it, it, they don't give you style points with any of this. But I still, like, I think Rodgers is, is actually become underrated again for some reason. I, I, I was watching him, you know, the last couple of weeks. Not with San Francisco, by the way, but Aaron Rodgers, to me, still makes it look easier than any other quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I remember back in 2014, it was my first year actually starting a few games in a row, and I was still kind of figuring it out and struggling. And, you know, he was, I believe, you know, MVP or had been the MVP. You know, he was having a great year. And I remember saying to Sean McVay, who was my offensive coordinator at the time, saying, I think we had watched him on Sunday Night Football the night before, and I said, I feel like when I watch him play, he knows the future. <laughs> he just he knows he knows what's going to happen before it happens. You know, the look on his face and the way he plays the game. And, you know, as I've played longer and, and got more experience, you start to see, you know, where a guy gets that, how he develops that, and the years that it takes to get there. But, uh, yeah, there's no doubt. He's, he's arguably the most talented, most equipped quarterback of all time. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're in a bit of a golden age. You could probably say end of any era, but you got, you know, Tom Brady, who they call the GOAT. You got Aaron Rodgers, who you could argue is as talented as anybody ever. And you got young guys like Patrick Mahomes who are doing impressive things. So there's, there's no shortage of good quarterbacks around the league, and there's a bunch of names I didn't even mention. Well, if you look at Breeze is a Hall of Famer, Brady's a Hall of Famer, uh, Ben's a Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers Hall of Famer, Russell Wilson's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, then I got, That's a lot of gold jackets. <laughs> That's a lot of guys on their way to Canton. I mean, that, that and, and also I think we're seeing this transformation at the position that you're seeing offensive coordinators or head coaches adopt the college style of the quarterback they're drafting instead of saying, hey, come on in, we need you to run a pro set. Do you see that, that, that's, that yeah. trend's going to continue? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know that I consider myself a football genius when it comes to the analytics and where things are going. But uh, I, I think you'll always need a guy who can operate from the pocket, can go through a progression, 
I think even when you look at the quarterbacks who, who people would say, oh, they're, they're a college offense type quarterback, the ones who are having success can still drop back, go through a progression, throw with accuracy. I think those are staples that no matter how the offense looks, you're still going to have to do those things to be successful, you know, make good decisions, that whole deal. But, uh, yeah, I think football will always innovate. It's a game of cat and mouse with the defense of, okay, if you're going to do this, then how do we answer that? And then if you're going to do this to stop that, how do we expand? And so it's just a constant evolution. I don't think that ever ends. I mean, who knows? Maybe one day we'll go back to running the triple option in the NFL <laughs> counter what defenses do. You don't know. So yeah. uh, I think that uh, it's, a, it's an evolving thing year after year. I'm wondering, I go back to that Big Ten title game. We talk about it a lot. You know, when the Vikings played, you know, against Seattle, and, and we couldn't help but think when you guys, Michigan State, Wisconsin, and we went to the game, and it was just such an exciting game. If I would have said to you at the time, hey, you guys are going to be star quarterbacks, because you were, what, a fourth-round draft pick, and Russ was a third-round yeah. draft pick? You know, right. And, and I'm wondering also, if you yeah. had been a first-round pick instead of a fourth-round, do you think things would have played out the same way? Because Brady talks you know, about it, if he was the first-round pick, he might be out of the league because the expectation level would have been there and he wouldn't have been ready for it. Yeah, 100%. I, I wasn't ready to play. Um, you know, Mike Shanahan, my head coach at the time, he's, he's always been a believer in me, and he may argue that I was. But at the time, I don't know that I was ready to play. Uh, it took time. It took a lot of years of reps and experience and even failing to be able to figure it out. Um, you know, I guess if the team was patient enough with me, I'd like to think it would have clicked, but I don't think it would have clicked in the first six games if, you know, in, in year one. Um, but no, that, no doubt that big 10 championship game was a lot of fun. You know, Russell and I actually ended up training together when the season ended, we were in the, we were at IMG down in Florida and we trained together for about two months leading up to the combine. We were out there every day, lifting and throwing it. And so I guess having worked with him, you could see then that he had all the habits and the ability to be what he now has become. So I guess in that sense, it's no surprise. But I was just turned on the Big Ten Championship game on Saturday night in my hotel room, and uh, they said it's the ninth annual game. And uh, we were the inaugural one, the first one. I couldn't believe it's already been nine of them. So time really flies. You're getting old. <laughs> I'm getting old. I'm 31 now. And I think when I first came on your show, I was a junior or senior in college and was 22, 23. So time flies, and uh, these NFL years go faster every year. And you, the fact that you were singing the first time you came on? I know, I know. I can't believe I did that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got some skeletons in my closet from stuff like that. But, uh, uh, that's not a skeleton. Feel free to bust it out on a Friday. that's not a skeleton. I've talked to guys with skeletons in their closet. Trust me, you don't have skeletons in, uh, <laughs> in your closet. Yeah. Hey, uh, congrats on the uh, season so far. We appreciate your time, and uh, safe travels to uh, Los Angeles. All right, thanks so much, guys. You do a great job. Have a great Christmas, and uh, probably see you in the off season. Thank you, Kirk. That's Kirk D. Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, maybe it's just me kind of chopping up the words. A lot of attitude? A lot of no, like, no, 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 no. to his head? I'll see you in the off season. Oh. Because if he's still playing at the Super Bowl, then he can't be a guest. Kirk, Kirk, not confident in Vikings postseason run. Yes, Steve. But is the postseason the offseason? In the offseason, it could be post-Super Bowl. Maybe he'll come in and visit us. Mm, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm. That's headline stuff there. That's headline stuff. About as controversial as he could get. (laughs)
Yes, both. I looked at it the other way. He's guaranteeing that they're going to Super Bowl. I won't be able to see you guys Super Bowl week because I'm going to be busy at practice. So I'll see, see you in April, maybe. in the offseason. Okay. That's smack. Uh, so did everybody give their best and worst for the weekend here? Okay. Uh, what else did I want to mention? Oh, I don't know if you guys saw this story. And I'm going to take a break because I want to come back and talk about it. Do you know who is going to be one of the Pro Bowl captains this year? Probably don't know, do do you? Well, it's controversial, really controversial. And I'll talk about it while I don't agree with the controversy here. I'm going to stick up for this former player. It's coming up on 17 after the hour. More phone calls, by the way. Best and worst of the weekend. Reggie Aloysius Miller will join us on the program tomorrow. 17 after the hour. Dan Patrick Show. This summer, there's only one trusted place that lets you get in on all your favorite sports betting action. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Or text BET now to 238-669. That's B-E-T-N-O-W to 238-669 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this summer. From Major League Baseball to the Women's World Cup and all things U.S. BetOnline.ag has you covered. Visit BetOnline.ag and don't forget to use the promo code PODCAST1. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Best and worst of the weekend brought to you by... Well, the Food Network. Jesse Palmer hosts a show where uh, you have eight amateur bakers entering the kitchen where they show up their family traditions, superb baking skills. They have to survive the challenges from week to week. And then you have the tough love judges. Don't sleep on Duff Goldman or Nancy Fuller, hosted by Jesse Palmer, the baking championship. Sweetest way to celebrate the holiday season. Tune in tonight, and it's a brand-new episode on Food Network here. We just saw a commercial. Paulie played it for us. Ryan Reynolds has a uh, a gin, aviation gin, and he somehow got a hold of the woman who is being held captive in the Peloton commercial. She's the star of the gin commercial, and they play it up as if she's just, you know, kind of dealt with all the controversy with the Peloton commercial, and she's at the bar or Christmas party, and she's having the gin, and uh, Ryan Reynolds did a great job, man. Turn that around and have her in that commercial. Great job, man. Yeah, Paul. Aren't you dying to know the backstory? Because we said last week a small company, a medium-sized company, should try to get her for a commercial and turn it around fast. And how many people lined up to call? And what was the thing that Ryan Reynolds' company had that got her? Ryan Reynolds. Well, or was it finance? Obviously, it's financial. I don't think you're giving her a big piece of anything other than, you know, probably pay her a little bit more. Yeah, I just think that she has some, some – last week, for one week, she had as an uh, actress who's probably not famous yet. She had a lot of negotiation power. But she also was able to show that she had a sense of humor because all we saw is that she has this panic look on her face in the Peloton commercial. This one, she, she's playing in a very subtle way that she's got a good sense of humor there. See, I still think Peloton, they, they could have 
avoided all of this controversy by just having her say when, you know, her husband pulls his hand away from her eyes to show her the Peloton bike, you got me what I always wanted. That's it. That and have her show that she looks like she's in a decent mood, a good mood while she's on the Peloton bike. That's it. And then we wouldn't even have noticed the commercial. We wouldn't have said anything. Yes, Richard. So in this commercial, she's left her husband. She got a restraining order. What are we supposed? To, it's the new beginning. So the divorce happened. I'm trying to figure out what exactly the new beginning. Now, is. I didn't notice in the gin commercial. Does she have her wedding ring on? Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we go back? Can we see if? Slow down. We'll slow down the yeah, tape. Yeah. Slow down the tape. Okay. So I'm watching. Let's see when she lifts her glass. Keeping. Ooh. Left hand is underneath. The bar. Mystery. Okay. Let me see when she sips. Ooh, this could this is really revealing. Let's see. Left hand. Oh, she keeps the left hand under the bar. Smart. Okay. The whole time. Let me see. Does she bring it up? Does she bring it? Oh, oh right at the very end. Right at the very end. Paulie, you got to go slow that down. I got to see right at the very end because she brings up her left hand. Right at the very end. And I don't know if she has. Paulie's going to play it back. Okay, right. Okay. Does she have her wedding ring on there? I can't tell. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. No wedding ring. Oh, my God. She's on the market. She's out with her friends, oh and they're going to try to fix God. her up with some normal, less crazy person. Wow. Wow. She doesn't have the wedding ring on. Because, of course, that's her husband in real life in the Peloton commercial, right? Yeah, that guy. Did you realize that, uh, I don't know, maybe it was TMZ following him around? So the guy who plays her husband in the Peloton commercial, he was out in Los Angeles, and he was upset <laughs> that people are reading into this commercial too much. He then goes into a Peloton store oh, no. to look at a Peloton bike as if he doesn't have a Peloton bike, but it seemed like it might have been uh, kind of scripted that way. Yes, Todd? I just I can't believe that uh, they've made a commercial with, with I think that was brilliant of Ryan Reynolds, and I'd love to get a closer look at that with the wedding ring to see what the whole story is, if we're supposed to believe she's divorced and now looking for a friend to try to hook her up with somebody else. But it's not a true story. But it's nice to play along. Did I go to you and you didn't have anything to say? And then you... I don't recall raising my hand. I try to come up with something. Okay. I'm, my bad, Ben. I, I, uh, I realized that you didn't have anything, and I kind of hung you out the drive. So my bad there. Uh, more phone calls here. Best and worst of the weekend. Paulie, I have to have my Heisman vote in today. Today? Yes. All right. I'm ready. Uh, five Eastern. All right. So you'll give it to me yes. verbally after the show. Post-show. Yes. Post-show. All right. Yeah, I just got my reminder, Heisman voting closes today. Oh, some people vote before this past weekend, which I think is a sham. Yeah, I, I wanted you it to. You always wait till the yeah, Monday. Yeah, I wanted it to play out and see if and, you know, Joe Burrow's going to win in a dominating fashion. He'll win in an LSU-like fashion. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, and they announced the finalists. Do, isn't there a guarantee that a certain number go to New York? No, it's usually the votes. Like, you have to have a certain percentage of votes. But this year, I, I think they may they may invite two from Ohio State 
Do you do Chase Young and Justin right. Fields? You have to your top three, right? Yeah. So, okay. So there will be a lot of votes cast. They just, you know. What's, what's the it. fewest number of candidates who have gone to New York, Paulie? I've never seen fewer than three, three. go. Okay. I have seen five go. Okay. I don't know if you have five because we know there's no drama with this. But if you want to, I, I always love that you get as many there and you celebrate college football. And you're able to celebrate, you know, a couple of different programs there. All right, I saw this, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but uh, I saw it, and there's a there's actually a petition, and I think they've got close to 200,000 signatures demanding that Michael Vick be replaced as a Pro Bowl captain this year. Now, I didn't even realize Michael Vick was up for a Pro Bowl captaincy. But, you know, people obviously still have a problem with what happened with Michael Vick. Uh, totally understandable. But I do think at some point you have to say Michael Vick has, you know, he, he paid his price here with this. All right? He served his time. He spent 21 months in a federal prison. He didn't avoid punishment. He didn't get off easy. And we can all agree what he did was horrific. And it doesn't mean I forgive him. But when I have him on, I have him on as a football analyst. I went with him, with Tony Dungy, to a prison outside of Tampa. And Tony asked me to do this, and he said, Michael Vick is going to go and talk to these inmates. I've never been more impressed with something that Michael Vick did, and that's including what he did on the football field. He spoke to these, and they were boys. These these are boys who are under the age of 25, and they're incarcerated for whatever reason, but he spent time with all of them, talking to them about what he went through to keep your, you know, your hopes alive with this, make sure that you earn your GED. Like he said things that, you know, he was grown up when he said it and he was mature in what he was saying and he wasn't always mature and the dog fighting, you know, you can forgive. You don't have to forget. And that's the way I approach it. Now we're all, nobody wants to see animals harmed like that for sport. Uh, but I do think that, Mike, you went, he went 21 months in hardcore federal prison in Leavenworth, Kansas. And if, if they, Fox wants to use him as an analyst, you know, if you choose to turn, you know, turn the channel, fine. Okay, I understand all of those things. In my mind, when people say, oh, why do you have that dog murder on whenever we have Michael Vick on? I wanted to have Michael Vick on to talk about Lamar Jackson. You know, I'm not going out of my way saying, hey, I want you guys to like Michael Vick. I don't know Michael Vick, but I did spend a lot of time with him that weekend when I was with Tony Dungy in Tampa. And I came away at least with an open mind of who he is. And he's paid his debt to society. So that's all. And if he wants to be the Pro Bowl captain, like we don't even care about the Pro Bowl. But, uh, you know, they're... They're accumulating a lot of signatures here to have him replaced. So, uh, and, it, and I don't exonerate anything that he did. Nothing. Nothing. But I do think having an open mind with something like this, when do you pay your debt to society? When do we allow you to move on? And he still speaks. Uh, you know, he, this caused financial ruin for him. He lost three years uh, off his NFL career. So there's a lot of things that went into that. But I saw it. And uh, I just thought I would at least mention it. All right. Probably not a popular thing to say, but, uh, you know, I wanted to at least express my thoughts on this. And when we have people on, when I have Ray Lewis on, 
and people say the same thing. I, I, my job is still to get people to tell you something that maybe they're the right person to tell you. And that's why I have them on. I don't go out of my way to have Ray Lewis on. I don't go out of my way to have, you know, some of these other, you know, athletes that you might find despicable or you don't respect. But I, I still, I still want to get the right person on at the right time. And I don't shy away. There's athletes who don't like me that we do go out and try to get on. Or it could be a coach or a manager or commissioner. I want to get the right person on because then I'm doing my job. I don't want to play favorites, and I don't want to, you know, have a bias against somebody if I think that they're the right person. As much as I hate what Michael Vick did, he was the right person to talk to about Lamar Jackson. That's all. All right. 877 dp show, email address dp at Oh, McLovin just sent me the uh, movie list here. Well, it's the, this is the Golden Globe. Right, sort of a precursor to the Academy Awards. All right. Uh, best film, 1917, I saw the trailer. Irishman, I'm still trying to slug my way through. The Joker, okay. I thought The Joker was fascinating except for the last 10 minutes. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is unbelievable. What I didn't know, what I didn't need to know was that he lost 60 pounds, I believe, to play that role. If you've, if you've watched the movie, there's nothing to suggest that, boy, if he didn't lose the 60 pounds, I wouldn't have believed him as the Joker. And there's one scene where he plays up the fact that you can see his ribs, that he's really skinny. I, I mean, this isn't De Niro in Raging Bull here. But I think he might have needed to lose the 60 pounds or something. But uh, his performance is wonderful in there. Uh, Marriage Story and the Two Popes are uh, films that are uh, up for nomination. Yes, Paul? Don't you wish that uh, it always seems like if you make a big transformation in your look, your physical appearance, that you give much better shot. That's pretty much a tradition. It'd be great for someone to look exactly like they look like in everyday life and they get nominated for the performance. Paul Giamatti just looks like Paul Giamatti, and, and he gets nominated. It rarely happens that way. But, like, Charlie Theron got ugly. I mean, I, okay. She put on a lot of weight, and she, she uglied herself up, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, what a transformation. Okay. But it does feel like if, if you do something dramatic, then the Academy takes, uh, takes note of that. Best actor, Christian Bale, Antonio Banderas, Adam Driver. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Jonathan Price for the two popes. Yeah, I don't know if my boy Adam Sandler is going to get nominated here. I don't know. Pretty tough. Yeah, McLovin. I'm surprised they put two popes in the drama. Is it in a uh, Dumb and Dumber style comedy that they go on the road? These two popes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but there are all these movies out here that I've never seen. That like I'm like, yeah, I think two popes has a shot. I never even heard two of popes it. is Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I feel terrible. It's the Irishman we can at least see. Isn't it amazing that these are all Netflix movies? By the way, is okay. two popes a Netflix? No, oh, no, it's not. But just the fact that all of a sudden the two front runners for the Oscar are both Netflix movies that we can see in our house. How? What a sea change. Yeah, but if it, do you have to have? A theater release of at least two weeks to be nominated for an Academy Award, I think. I believe that's right. Paul, you got a, uh, an update for me? Yeah, I got a Peloton update. Remember the on Thursday we said maybe it's an opportunity to buy Peloton stock that yeah. it was down? 
You'd be up 12% this morning if you bought Peloton stock at the close on Thursday night. Yeah, Paulie, Paulie goes, would you buy Peloton stock now? And go, yes, it absolutely. Was, it was just a tick over 31 at the close Thursday. It's at 34.8 and climbing today, so you would be up, I think, 12% in a day and a half. Darn it. Going to yep. retired. Yep. Get out of this hellhole. There's not going to be as many reports about Peloton stock being up as it was when it's down, I think. I think the media will yeah, avoid, probably avoid that topic. <laughs> what about Aviation Gin? Do, do they have a stock there? Checking. Ryan Reynolds? You know, I have a theory. Of Ryan, Ryan Reynolds might be the most talented man in Hollywood because when you're that good-looking, people rarely laugh or with, with at your humor. It's like, remember Dane Cook was funny for a while, but he was a little too good-looking? Like, Ryan Reynolds has looks and is actually funny, not like good-looking guy funny. Yes, McLovin. By the way, I guess he's blowing us up on Twitter. Aviation Gin, they thought the uh, the marriage ring thing was amazing. They want they want footage. They they apparently didn't even think of this angle. Uh, hello. Yeah. I would like to be in the next Aviation Gin commercial. And I would like the Danettes to be in the background. Love interest, perhaps? Yes, I'd like to have a love interest. I would like to have Blake Lively as my love interest. Now you've gone too far. And Ryan Reynolds in commercial. Actually, you probably fit better in a Peloton commercial because that I, there's a new one where these guys are all waking up at Christmas and getting on a Peloton. It made me think of you and you're spinning. Yeah, but also, don't they do – I know this isn't going to go well here, but doesn't Peloton, with everybody riding their bikes, and then they show the, the lights, the Christmas lights, and then they are, they're lighting up? I couldn't understand it. So is it morning or night or what the heck's happening? Why are they lighting up? Are the Peloton bikes running the electricity like – well, that made me think of the Lance Armstrong commercial that I was in at ESPN where Lance was the generator. He was riding his bike down in the steam room, you know, in the engine room of uh, ESPN. And then he stops pedaling and the power goes out at the mothership. I don't want to accuse Peloton of anything, but that's what I thought of when I, when I saw that. Yes, McClellan. I was very confused about the time of day. I couldn't tell if they were up late on Christmas Eve. But by the way, what, did, what do you think of that idea, waking up at 5 a.m. on Christmas morning to work out on the Peloton? Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. I feel like something you would probably do, though. So I'm, the, you spinners are crazy. I, I, I used to. I would do that. Like, it's a whole craze when you get in there. And I remember when I first started going to Soul Cycle. And, you know, then you just go, you start to go crazy with it. And, you, you know, I have no rhythm whatsoever. And, and everybody in there is probably 30 years younger than me. But you just, I'd sit in the back and hope that there'd be somebody around my age who would come in. And then I wouldn't feel like the creepy guy in the back. Yes, McLevin. You're showing us on when you took yeah. us to Houston, Paulie with a beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we went to a Soul Cycle in Houston. And that's a great product, too. But that's where you go into the class. And then I remember the first time I saw Mike Greenberg there. I go, hey, Green!" Like, I was happy to see Mike Greenberg because he was in there with me. And I thought, I know I'm as athletic as he is and as coordinated, if not more so. I feel pretty good in here. And then there are show-offs who sit in the front row at Pellet, or at uh, Soul Cycle. Like, they're so close to teaching that class. Are they yelling on that with the announcer, with the instructor? No, 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 no. They just, they just wait for approval. They just want the instructor to say, oh, great job. Well done. Well done. Well done. I hate when they come out all the way into the back row, and then they'll look at you, and then they'll, like, you know, move up your tension on your – like you're somehow screwing it up, and they've noticed you. Yes, Todd? Good green, he said here. I'm going to tell you something that's never happened before <laughs> in the history of a cycling class when we come back. No. No teasers? 
He said, let's get up on our, on our bike. <laughs> let's get up. All right, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. I got to fill out my Heisman uh, ballot here uh, at some point. Uh, Five o'clock Eastern is when I have to have my ballot in, Paul. All right? We'll be ready. Okay. All right, we'll take a break. Back after this. Do you want to be able to watch every single NFL game this season, no matter where you live or what team you root for? This season, there's a proven way to watch every football game live for a fraction of the prices you're used to seeing. ExpressVPN. Here's how it works. Use ExpressVPN to buy the International Game Pass. ExpressVPN lets you spoof your location so you can buy the International Game Pass for just $125 and stream all the games. You know, I live in Brooklyn, but I root for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm able to stream all their games. ExpressVPN comes with apps for computers, mobile, and digital media players like Fire TV. Plus, use ExpressVPN every time you go online to keep all your network data encrypted, secure, and safe from hackers. ExpressVPN is the fastest VPN I've tried. It costs less than $7 per month and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. You can enjoy all 256 games of the 2019 FL season with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Patrick. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Patrick for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Patrick to learn more. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. This day in sports history, final results of the poll question. What's the betting line tonight with the Eagles against the Giants? Do you have that, McLovin, what the point spread is? Uh, yeah, it's don't bet on this one because you never know what's going to happen when Eli Manning is playing the City Eagles. I'll look for it. Yeah, and I don't know what the weather is going to be like. Uh, if You're going to have probably some poor weather rain-wise. I don't think temperatures will be an issue. But I don't know. It feels like Eli against the Eagles – makes them a little more curious, a little more dangerous than Daniel Jones, even though Daniel Jones is a more athletic quarterback. We're seeing nine and a half. Okay. Man, the Eagles, you cannot trust this no, team right now. No, or they... the Cowboys. Watch out for the Redskins to backdoor win this division. Now, they're, they're mathematically alive, but they don't have a great chance. Do the Cowboys play the Rams coming up next weekend? Is that I right? believe so, yeah. Golly. But once again, they could end up with – Eight and eight win the division, and have a home playoff game, but but now you're starting to see the reports that I told you. Jason Garrett had to go to the NFC title game, and I was told that I don't know if it was six or seven months ago, if he if he got to the NFC title game, that he might be able to he would salvage his job. But now the reports came out this past weekend that it feels like an NFC title game or he's gone. But I, I think he's gone. Yes, McLeod. 
Is it possible the Rams are good enough to make a deep playoff run and will still miss the playoffs? This version of the Rams that we saw last night against Seattle, they look really good to me. I see all the weapons. Gurley looks great. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Donald's amazing. Obviously, he was amazing last night. So I feel like they're almost as good as last year, but it's too little too late. They have to win out. Yeah. They have the Cowboys then at the Niners, and then they host the Cardinals. Yeah. So they, even if they win two of three, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be enough for them to get in. Probably not. I still look back on what the Ravens accomplished, though. At Seattle, they had New England, Cincinnati. They had Houston at the Rams, San Francisco, and Buffalo. And they went 7-0 and against that group. You know, that's... And you've done it on the road. You've done it at home. You've done it in prime time. You've done it when your quarterback hasn't been great. Like, those are all the makings of a, a deep-run playoff team here. Because you want to be able, that defense is going to travel, and you're going to be able to run the football a little bit. Uh, and then you just want Lamar Jackson to have a couple of timely plays. He loves his tight ends, and uh, it feels like they know what they know what they're capable of doing. You know, that and, and because of that, I mean, that's you're trying to find your identity, and it feels like they know their identity. They finally got that defensive identity. And that defense has been quality. Yeah, Pauline. Uh, going, going back to Monday Night Football, I was just thinking, uh, the last time we had Eli Manning on the show, Andrew actually said to Eli, just pretend I'm a defensive back for the Philadelphia Eagles and throw it right into my hands. That was a direct quote. That was, that was, it was painfully funny. Minnesota Super Bowl. Yes. Painfully funny. Because we had, we had all the quarterbacks there who came in studio. McLovin would get on his helmet and his gloves, and then he would say things like snarky things. And then when Eli was there, and he goes, just just uh, make it seem like I'm an Eagles defensive back. You'll throw it right into my hand. <laughs> He's a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. Not so funny when he has a picture of me on his mirror as bulletin board material before tonight's game. Oh. That's all fired up. You think, you think that's what it is? When, you know. After the Giants beat the Eagles tonight, he'll go, yeah, you know that guy McLovin on Dan Patrick's show? It all goes back to him. That's the reason why I played so well. Oh, we're showing that video now. And you could see where he gets he gets angry. <laughs> you know, he's like, can I throw it hard? I'm like, yeah, take his head off. I don't care. Yeah, Paul. So they give Eli the ball. We give Eli the ball to throw to McLovin. McLovin makes his comment about throwing picks. To, and then Eli starts stretching out his torso. <laughs> he starts, like, doing the Dak Prescott thing. But let's be honest, though. His hardest throw Whoa. was like, kind of Aaron Rodgers' left-handed. Uh, I mean, all right. Easy there. Eli does not traditionally throw the hardest ball. He 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 doesn't, but he did throw up. He had some steam on it there. Uh, this day in sports history, Paul. Got a couple, both in 1984, Dan. 1984, Eric Dickerson, the Rams, became the second pro football running back to run for more than 2,000 yards in a season. O.G. Simpson was first. Also in 1984, Walter Payton ran six plays at quarterback oh. of the Chicago Bears oh. against the Packers. Oh, oh. Is there anything you can't do? Could have played both positions. <laughs> at the same time. Same time. This day in sports history brought to you by Continental Tire. This day in Chicago sports oh, history brought to you by Continental Tire. The next year they won the Super Bowl, 85. Proud to be the exclusive tire of the Google Dan it. Patrick Show. No matter where you drive, what you drive, how you drive, they have a tire for you. ContinentalTire.com. Matt in California joins us. Hi, Matt. What do you have for me today? Hey there, DP. Hey, man. 6-3-235. Best is just a great weekend of football, pro, and college. Cracking open the eggnog and enjoying, uh, enjoying some pigskin. 
The worst is Baker Mayfield's just stunning regression. It's not even stunning anymore. Missing open reads, missing open throws, his accuracy is dead, and I just have real concerns that he's uh, that he's the Browns, uh, that he's the Browns, the guy to lead the Browns into the future. Thanks, man. All right, thank you, Matt. Yeah, I find that I find that a little bit more correctable. What worries me is the comments that are made. You know, just you, be professional. Just be professional. Keep it in house. You know, you don't have to say that the uh, you know your medical staff you know was wrong and screwed up Odell Beckham Jr. Always think when you go to those press conferences. Just be professional. You don't get any bonus points. They they hey you kept it real. Calling people out in your own organization doesn't help you at all. Doesn't help the situation at all. And chances are that medical staff will be treating you next year. While Odell Beckham Jr. is playing for the Chargers or Seattle or whoever. But, yeah, there's no excuse for that. You can be angry, and they won the game. (laughs) Doesn't it always feel like they lose, even after they've won? But it always feels like there's somebody unhappy. Something went wrong. Todd, what did you learn on today's program? You have been fascinated by Jameis Winston in recent weeks, especially no, I yesterday's program. I am. I am absolutely fascinated with him. He's must-see TV for me. Uh, McLevin. Kirk Cousins will see us in the offseason. Yes, he will, whatever that means. Seton O'Connor, Jr., the third. Kirk Cousins kind of always been a dad. Yeah, even before he had kids, had a minivan. Paulie? Kirk Cousins laying down the law. It's not a minivan, it's a conversion van. Yeah, that's a big difference there. Fritzy, what did I learn on today's program? Kirk Cousins says Aaron Rodgers is arguably the most talented and most equipped QB in history. Yeah, there are times when I watch Rodgers and I go, oh, man, how did I forget how great he is? Effortless at times. Uh, what we learned brought to you by True Car. In sports, a top-notch organization has it all, like a great front office, incredible personnel. It's no different when it comes to buying or selling your car. You need to have an MVP at every level. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. When you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car. Reggie Miller will join us on the program tomorrow. Fritzy working on some other things. I believe, aren't you? Sure are. Yeah. We may hear from Lane Kiffin. Felt like you took a little bit of the afternoon off yesterday because the Broncos were playing well. <laughs> just, I mean, wow. it, it just felt like That's that. Harsh. Felt like Not that. Cool. Talk to you tomorrow. During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcast1.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcast1.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcast1.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show and happy holidays from all of us at podcast one five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life and now it comes in two great tropical flavors strawberry banana and tropical burst they're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise try them both then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com you could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.